This is the Sheep Guarding Llama Podcast for Friday, November 11th, 2005. I'm your host, Scott Allen Miller. And I'm his co-host that he doesn't usually let me introduce myself, Dominica Ann, the wife, same last name. And this is episode 20. And not only is it episode 20, but this is also our first joint uh, podcast from New York. That is true. We are back in New York. Uh, for those of you who've been listening, I did a show uh, after we got back from Florida, but Dominica has been busy and not able to do a show. And so, yeah, I listened to that show, Scott, and I have to say that it was not as good as the shows that we do. Oh, I see. <laughs> I think it was just not as entertaining. I'm sorry. Well, it's hard to banter with oneself. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I try. Yeah. But you can only do it so much before they come for you in the white van. That is true. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult thing. <laughs> I guess you need me. I do. So See? we told you people to write in or I, yeah. call in or something if you wanted me to keep doing this. Yeah, we're getting very poor response from everyone out there. I know. Considering that we're getting 141 feed views just yesterday. Hmm. Uh, and we are currently, uh, we, we've actually fallen in the rankings. So I need everybody out there to, to get back on top of listening to the show, which I admit is partly our fault because we didn't record any shows, uh, so no one was coming out to check them out. It's been That's a busy week. true, but you know, I'm feeling like all we're doing is give, 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 and people are take, 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 and they're not giving us anything in return, and right. I, I think we need some comments. Yeah. I don't think asking for some audio comments is, is out of line here. Yeah. No, I don't think so at all. Yeah. I think it's like the, the podcast tax. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. This is not if you a duty want more free. Shows, yeah. Then you have to do comments. Exactly, um, but uh, it's been a busy week. So we, the only thing that came out was that one twenty-minute poor Scott by himself podcast, and uh, people have definitely not been listening as much, uh, which pretty much means we haven't gotten a whole bunch of new listeners this week. Right. But I think the whole Disney vacation theme was pretty popular. I think it was. I think it was. It was hot. Mm-hmm. I think people really like that. We need something else that's hot. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, we'll have to work on any uh, suggestions. How about that? Give us a suggestion of what you'd like us to banter about on yeah. the air, or if there's a, if we have to go on an excursion or something to to pull off the the new ultimate ultimate cast. Right. We will go places. Yeah. We'll be travel bloggers. We could be. I've considered that. Yeah, I think that would be cool. Yep. So I think we need to go to Montreal. Is that our yep, next that, trip? I think that is. Okay. I think that uh, Bill Bryson is better watch out because we're coming. Yes. And uh, watch out, Bill. Yeah, for those of you who don't know Bill Bryson, he's uh, one of the most popular travel writers. He's pretty funny. He's yep. a total he's, nutball. He really is. He's yeah. hilarious. He inspires me to be a travel podcaster. Yep. Yep. He's I think a funny it's, guy. Uh, it's a whole genre waiting to be explored. Actually, I think. Doesn't he read his audiobooks himself? Yes, he does. Yeah, which makes it, which makes it so much funnier. Because yeah. he reads them himself. Right. Yeah, you get a whole different perspective because it's not just somebody reading his account of. Right. His bizarre adventures. Yeah, it's kind of like um, Douglas Adams reading his own Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy right, series yeah. because uh, it's just, he was right on. He didn't have to worry about timing and stuff because he wrote it so we knew how to pronounce stuff. And it was so much funnier because it's him on the CDs. Mm-hmm. I do believe that uh, Michael Palin reads his travelogues as well. I don't know who that is. Michael Palin? Mm-hmm. He's part of Monty Python? Only now he Which writes one? travel books? The director? No, I, I don't know. Okay. Is he in the? Is he in? He's like in the Holy Grail? like all of them. Yeah. What character is I he in the Holy know. Grail? Well, if you told me what character he was in the Holy Grail, I might say, oh, that guy. 
Wow. We'll try to look that up while we're uh, uh, working here. Um, okay, so we haven't really done our joint Disney wrap-up yet. Okay. You heard what I did, what I covered for the last day, our terrible limbo adventures and uh, Actually, I turned that. it off because I got bored without my voice. I only oh, I listened see. to part of you it. You listened to, like, what, two minutes? Yeah, well, I was also, okay, in my defense, I was also at work, so uh huh. I really couldn't listen to much. Because I was at work. There's always an excuse. Yeah, because I don't have headphones for my computer at work. So I had to listen to it on my monitor and try not to let other people listen to it. I see. Mm-hmm. But maybe other people want to listen to it. Maybe. That's probably true, except it would be distracting when other people are trying to do work. Mm, yeah, it's not really important, though. What's important is the SGL podcast. Okay, then. Yep. Um, so anyway, okay, well... Let's get your impression of the of our final day at Disney and, and kind of a look at the whole trip. Um, I need more than that. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, most important thing, though, with uh, he's the one who wrote uh, Holy Grail. Oh. Yep. And uh, in it, he was, I will have this in a second, he was the first swallow-savvy guard, Dennis, Peasant number two, the right head, Sir Galahad, the narrator, the king of the swamp castle, brother Maynard's brother, and leader of the Knights who say knee. Okay. So he had just, he was hardly in the movie at all. Okay. You might have missed him. Maybe we should go get it out again. Yeah, and, and watch that. Yeah, and, then, so. So, and then, for those of you who didn't get him from that, in Life of Brian, the other big uh, uh, Monty Python movie... He played Wise Man Number Three, Mr. Big Nose, Francis, Mrs. A, the ex leper, the announcer, Ben, Pontius Pilate, Boring Prophet, Eddie, Shoe Follower, and Nissus Wettis. Um, so I've never seen the life of Brian. Ah, well, there you go. No wonder you don't know Michael Palin. Oh. And uh, he was in a fish called Wanda. Which one? The pile, Ken Pyle, he's the guy from Monty Python that's in life uh, in Fish Called but Wanda. But not the, not the guy that's in National Lampoon's the, on the bike. Not that guy. N- no, that's Eric Idle. Okay, Eric Idle is oh Eric Idle is the guy at Disney World. That is correct. Yes, and I keep not that he was actually there, but you know what I mean. <laughs> at you some point, to the podcast. he's probably been there. Yeah, before. he probably has been there, but he did the um that horrible yeah ride. journey into imagination. Yeah. Yes, and the. And some of the stuff in uh, Honey, I Trunk the Audience. Honey, I Blew he, Up the Audience. He was most of shrunk the audience. Honey, I Blew Up the Audience. Shrunk the Audience. They shrunk them, then they blew them up. Okay. If you make them small enough, it's easy to blow them up. Why don't they call it Honey, I Shrunk the Audience? Because I feel like... It is Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. It is. Yes. Because Emily made the joke, Honey, I Stunk. Oh. Yes. So, Emily, if you're listening, I do read your email. <laughs> honey, I stunk the audience. Yeah, I get. Well, she only said "honey, I stunk," but oh. I knew what she meant. That's pretty funny, Emily. Yep. Good. Okay. Good for you. That was funny. So, uh, so we did Disney. We did seven days in Disney. Yes, we did. And I'm just gonna force you into a wrap up here. Okay. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, and I think overall, my my take on it is, um, the food is amazing. Yes. Uh, the resorts are great. Yes. I would like to go back and not go into the parks. Okay. Pretty much. I mean, I don't want to go back without kids at this point. Someone's kids. We may hijack some kids. Someone 
today, yesterday at the Microsoft show offered me some children in case I wanted to go back. Really? Yes. No, I only want my nieces okay. really at this point. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't feel as disenchanted with the parks as you did. I mean, of course, it was only my second time there. So right, I think yeah. that, that was probably part of it. Um, I definitely agree with you about the food. The food is the best part of Disney World. And people who don't eat at the full-service restaurants and the buffets and all of that are really missing out. And actually, I miss Boma so much. Yeah. It's depressing. I think about... I When I think about last week, all I can think about is Boma. It's really sad. And like the <laughs> food... I think I'm daydreaming about the food at Boma. Wow. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was that it was good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely, I'm definitely missing the food already. But, uh, you know, everything else, I'm so, I'm so much happier to be here than, uh, than down there. You know, I don't like Florida very much. That doesn't help, no. Yeah. Yeah, um, the fact that you spend your entire day sweat, your entire day sweating is, you know, it makes everything less enjoyable. You know, I honestly wish that they had every country in the world park where it's the world <laughs> showcase, but every country in the world is right. represented and you can just like go from one to, to another. Because I really think that that is the best thing we did in oh, the yeah. parks. The world showcase is, is amazing. It's great. There's just so much to do and see. And if, if every one of them was forced to do an actual thing that you go see mm -hmm. and, and not just buildings, that would be even yeah. better. But like Morocco... The architecture and the tile work was so amazing that um, it was like it was as if they had put on a show for you because they they did when they did that tile work. Yeah, well, I think the only ones who don't do a show, see if I get this right, is the UK and Japan and Italy. I think it's just those three. Okay. Germany. Uh, oh, you're right. Germany does not do anything. Yeah. yeah. That, okay, that might so, be the only one. So, it seemed like a lot. So about a third of them don't. Yeah. Well, that's a bit. Yep. So out of 11, four do not. But the UK has the awesome fish and chips, so that kind of... <laughs> I don't think that really counts, no. Well, they also have um, the British Invasion, which I really wanted to see, but boy, let me tell you, trying to get Scott to go see a Beatles cover band yeah. just doesn't happen. It's hard to imagine anything being worse than the Beatles, but I think a cover band... No, actually, in all honesty... I, I would find Beatles cover bands far better than listening to the Beatles. Because it's not actually John right, Lennon. Right, because it's... Yeah, because I, I, I dislike John Lennon on a personal level. I don't think he was a nice person. And uh, Paul McCartney, who I like on a personal level, I think was just a horrible singer. No, he wasn't. And, uh, He's so cute when he was young like that. And dorky. How could you not like Paul McCartney? No, that's what I'm saying. I like him as a person. Yeah, cute and dorky, those are things on a personal level. As a singer, I think he was pathetic. Because he couldn't sing on key, and it was just bad. You actually have to listen to their music sometime. I think I've actually listened to their music more, because your response to liking their music is, oh, but he was cute. And uh, that's, well, that's not what you hear on the album. But I appreciate his singing because he's cute. <laughs> ah, the truth comes out. Yes. If somebody is a nice person, I tend to like yes. them and what they're doing more. Yeah, well, that's definitely true. And, and he's it's, a vegetable It's amazing that is true, yes. Well, and I think he's a nice person. I don't have a problem yes. with him as a person, unlike John Lennon, who I yeah, really disliked. Yeah, John Lennon was, yeah. And really, I think, dragged the Beatles down from being a nice, friendly, you know... I don't feel positive about the Beatles, regardless of their music. 
Yeah, well, you know, it's, even though so were, many of the other people, they were complete druggies. Right. They were totally high all through the '60s. They were high. So. Yep. It was the '60s. Yes. Yes. And they were high. And they were. Yeah. Yes. Okay, that we've established. Okay. Um, so yeah, the British invasion, not not uh, not my style, but. No. It would have been fun. I wanted to see them. Oh well. <laughs> there's. I think there's a lot of music there that would have been more interesting. Than yeah, that. that the Celtic band it. Um, Canada. Canada. Yeah, yeah, we got to walk by them like three nights in a row because yeah. of the time we were leaving the park. And uh, they were good. Yep. I wish we could have stayed and Kilts listened and to them. Kilts and bagpipes and drums. Yeah, and... that was cool, man. Yeah, that was. They were very good. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they definitely were drawing a crowd. I didn't see the British Invasion getting any crowd. That's because it was back in the courtyard and you couldn't see the crowd that it would draw. Okay. You know where the hedge maze I, was? I knew where it okay. was. I knew where they performed. I just yeah. saw everybody moving away from it because it was not... It didn't seem like the kind of show you go watch. It seemed more like background music, whereas the Canadian one seemed like a real in-your-face kind of concert, sort of. Well, I don't know, because I didn't actually see them, and neither did you, because you wouldn't let me, so I don't think you can say that. Yeah, but I was watching the crowd, you see. Because we were standing where you could see where they were. We were eating fish and chips. You were not watching the crowd. Well, there's not you much else to do when you your eat face. fish and chips. No, you were stuffing your face, <laughs> as was I, because we were ravenously hungry. That's true. Because it, that was the first... The only night we heard them was our first night there. Yes. So, and we were very hungry. And I already had those ma- nasty blisters. I guess blisters and <laughs> food are the things I remember most about Disney World. Yeah, I had a lot of blisters by the time we were done. And yeah. I still have uh, pretty bad on the back of my foot hmm. now, a whole week later. You know, I've been wearing um, my slip-on shoes, my clogs. So I haven't even... You know, my feet haven't been hurting at all. So I think my blisters are pretty much healed. Although there still is a hole in the bottom of my right foot. Hmm. Yeah. So definitely be prepared for foot issues. Yeah, when don't you go to be Disney World. stupid like Dominica. Wear sneakers. <laughs> Scott tried to tell me. He's been trying to tell me for how long? Four, Four and a half years, years yeah. that sneakers are the best thing to wear when you do a lot of walking. And I just haven't listened. Sneakers with arch support. <laughs> or should I say arch support? Yes, and uh, and socks for those of you who decide not to put socks on. Dominica did yeah. have socks on, but well, well I didn't okay. have socks on the first night. <laughs> no, not the first night. Idiot! I'm in an sandals. Idiot. Yeah. Sandals and no socks or arch supports. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was stupid. I think we've covered the Dominica so. stupid yep. part. I did bring it up. <laughs> I know. Okay, um, but I, you know, there were several other rides I really liked, and several of them I was like, oh, <laughs> so yeah. I don't know, but I agree with you. You know, I think it would be a waste of money and time to go back there without kids. Yeah. Well, there's just so many other great things. I think one of the really valuable things is I think that we learned a lot about vacationing on this trip, which I've never really vacationed as an adult. I did a lot of vacationing when I was young, but you don't learn a lot when you do that. You kind of learn things you like, but you don't learn why or how. Or And then when you go on vacation as an adult, I think you spend a lot of time trying to tweak that formula into how it applies to you personally and what's, what's right for you. Because definitely some people would really enjoy just blowing a wad of cash on, on any given vacation, and that just makes them happy, whereas other people stress out and say, ooh, I gotta, you know, I'll be happy if I get to go somewhere and spend as little money as possible, and then there's, you know, everywhere in between, and that applies to every possible aspect of their vacation. Um, and I think we learned, you know, a lot of things specific to Disney World. We will never stay off property again, for example. Mm-hmm. We will uh, always eat 
at least one meal a day at a really good restaurant because we know it's not as expensive as everybody thinks it is. Right. We learned those kind of things. But I think we learned some things we can apply to broader travel uh, things like if we travel to Montreal, we have learned that spending a certain amount on food makes us very happy. That is true. That we, can, okay. we could go to Montreal and instead of saying, well, let's go get... Uh, something from a street vendor and try to eat for under $10 and then walk around going, so what do we do now? We should go and spend two hours at a renowned eatery in, in Montreal and enjoy it and make it part of the evening and part of the experience and something that we can actually talk about. Because, folks, we love to eat. We really like eating. We love yeah. food. Food is great. It's pretty good stuff. Yeah. Yep. We love food. <laughs> And, uh, and this is coming from vegetarians, four-year vegetarians. Yep. Yep. So is that our Disney wrap-up? Is that what we wanted to tell everybody? Well, I wanted to know what else you've learned about going on vacation. Uh, well, that was a big one. Okay. That was, uh, that's the one that, that's... He has not shared this with me. This is new to me, folks. Uh, well, isn't we everything really, on the show? You know, we haven't really talked we to each other very much. We have only barely... Yeah, I guess we should preface this show, uh, which is too late because we're so far into it, but uh, we should preface it as much as possible... Uh, by saying that uh, we got back from vacation and pretty much collapsed after that first day because we were exhausted. Mm -hmm. So we got almost no sleep, for those of you who listened to the podcast, done only hours before we got on the plane. Um, and uh, so we really didn't see each other on Monday because we were just exhausted. And I had to work. And then you had you went into work that yeah. night because you took a nap in the afternoon and uh, worked your final shift at the hotel. And then on Tuesday... Uh, you we we did have the what did we do on Tuesday? I went to class, then I had a that's meeting. That's right, that's right. Okay. I knew something happened and I lost Tuesday yeah, completely. And I was so tired by the time I got home right, from my meeting that we just watched some TV. yeah, watched some BBC yeah. and then okay. And then on Wednesday, uh you started your new job. And so and have been working ten hour days mm -hmm. and have been working it's not an early shift, but it's a it's a slightly late shift. It's a it's a little bit skewed from the normal uh, day, and I've been especially early this week, so our total overlap in seeing each other has been almost nothing. So this is actually the first real chance that we have to uh, to sit down and talk about uh, Disney since we've been back. That's true. So, so uh, yes. So, yes, things we've learned about vacationing. Um, definitely the food, that is a big thing. Um, the last time we were in Canada, we learned the thing about the hotels that we, we like less expensive, newer hotels than more expensive, established hotels. Yes. Um, and uh, I think that a lot of the attraction kind of stuff that, that we like in Disney World, we could actually get other places. Um, the, like, uh, uh, well, for example, the Canadian Museum of Civilization mm -hmm. uh, is better than almost any Disney attraction. Than yeah. Other than maybe the land. You know, when we were there uh, at the Canadian Museum of Civilization, I was like, boy, they must have gotten the, these ideas from Disney. They must have Disney Imagineers. Well, now I feel like, no, Disney really needs to get whoever did that exhibit um, down to Disney to fix some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're seeing apparently places are hiring those people and taking them away. Oh, yeah. That's definitely possible. Yep. Because, um... There's a lot of imagination happening at the Canadian Museum of Civilization. Yep. 
So, so things like that. And there's, uh, you know, the Montreal Biodome and the big aquariums. Like, Georgia just opened up the new aquarium in Atlanta that looks really interesting. Oh, the Biodome. I forgot about that. Yep. That so cool. there's lots of things like that that really, if we, if we realize that those educational uh, venues are out there, those, those attractions kind of, um, really, we can go to most cities and get a lot of what Disney has to offer. Disney just did it where Orlando offered nothing before they got there. Mm-hmm. You know, so they had to build it all themselves, and it's all integrated, so you get that cool integration. But you don't, you know. I think you can get a lot of that other places, and we just don't realize it. Well, I remember that time when we went to North Carolina with my family, yep. and we went and toured that ship. Which yep. ship was it? The USS North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remembered. I remembered before you said it. I just want to tell you that um, we had a really good time. Yeah. I think that, that was the first. Uh, like museum type experience I th- we had together, I think, wasn't that it? That is probably likely. Yes. Yeah, and we were bored on vacation at the beach, so we decided to go see the USS yep. North Carolina. And we really liked uh, doing the tour in Savannah. Mm-hmm. We did the ghost tour of Savannah, which was a walking tour, which was that great. That was fun. That was really yeah, cool. Yeah, that was a good time. Yep, and uh, we did tours in Halifax, mm-hmm. and we did the museum in, in uh, Jatineau, and... Um, yeah, just that kind of stuff we, we yeah. really do enjoy. And you really can get that stuff without going to Disney World. And now that Disney is not doing the incredible audio animatronics and the unbelievable artistry with every single thing they do, suddenly a few things in a big city competes with Epcot mm-hmm. for a uh, total, total amount of stuff to because do. Because there are good restaurants outside of Disney. Right, there just Although... are. I don't. We're gonna have to find one that's like African cuisine. Yeah, African it's gonna be. It's gonna be very tough to compete with Boma. Oh, Boma. Yep. Boma, how so, I love you. So, uh, in the wrap up there, we mentioned uh, your new job. Yes. So why don't you tell everyone about what's been going on with uh, the hotel and the new job and everything? I don't work at the hotel anymore. Okay. And I have a new job. All right. And I like it. Okay. Apparently, uh, that's all we're getting from Dominica. So much for our new job segment. Um, <laughs> it's like pulling teeth here, people. Well, I don't know what to say about it. Okay. Um, so uh, I was uh, listening to, uh, for those of you who don't realize this, but I actually do listen to podcasts. I don't just podcast. And uh, today I was uh, working in Ithaca and driving back. I had my MP3 player with me. Uh, and which, by the way, for people who don't know, uh, I'm a big fan of Samsung Yeps. Uh, they seem to make, uh, Samsung seems to make the best line of uh, portable audio players. And uh, I absolutely love mine. It's great. Sound quality is great. Functionality is great. Size is wonderful. And you get 42 hours on a AA battery. So uh, it's definitely the way to go, and it's not expensive. Uh, and they do have a new one out that uh, I found today when I was at Best Buy that plays. Uh, MPEG-4 movies. I don't know how good it is. I don't know how flexible it is, but I got to see it, and it looks really interesting. So I'd like to see one working with some movies on it, um, but uh, also not expensive. And I actually mentioned it to my father tonight, and his eyes lit up, and was it seemed like he was very interested in uh, in that. So um, toys, toys, toys. Everybody gets excited. Uh, but anyway, I was listening to uh, some podcasts. I was listening to the podcast coming from, and this is uh, a month or two old, I think. I'm not sure when it happened, but the the Blog Her 2005 show, and uh, I was listening to the Blogging Naked uh, panel discussion, and they were talking about um, 
blogging yeah, naked? Yes, blogging naked. About getting personal on your blog. Oh. About uh, in podcast or blogging or whatever. Um, you know, I feel like it would help if you were actually naked while you were blogging if you were trying to get more personal. Seems like that would open you up. To well, maybe you didn't know this, but for the past few years I have been blogging naked. I've missed that? Uh, apparently... You See, pay no attention. This is why he does it when I'm not home. <laughs> so he can be naked. Yep. And I don't know it. Hmm. I, uh, I actually tried video logging naked, but our uh, our readership just fell right off. And so. Oh. <laughs> so I had to move away from that. But the. Uh, but we can still podcast naked, probably. and We could. And it probably wouldn't be too bad. It would be co ed naked podcasting. <laughs> we can make t shirts. <laughs> there we go. Oh. I bet they haven't made a co-ed naked podcasting t-shirt yet. Somebody may have. I don't but if think they so. have it, we should get right on that. We should. <laughs> Who's a t-shirt designer? Yeah. Well, I would ask a t-shirt designer to uh to send us, you know, uh, a response, but nobody talks Nobody to ever. Us. No. It's really uh and we even have a phone line. Yeah. Dedicated. We have a phone line. You people are lazy. You yeah. Take, take, take. Yes. <laughs> we go through all this work and we set this up. We have an e. You can email directly to us. You can call in. You can record directly on our site. And you don't. And no one does. Uh, except for Bob Christman yes. of the Jedi Council Speaks. And he will appreciate if I announce that the Jedi Council Speaks episode two is due out on December 1st. I have actually been advertising um, the Jedi Council Speaks. Oh, yeah? I have been. Uh, have, you been people. have you been wearing Jedi Council Speaks gear? No, is there a Jedi Council Speaks gear? I'm not sure. I was just wondering if you were wearing no, it. No, I've been oh. talking about it. Well, I think that someone over at the Jedi Council Speaks needs to get something together wearable. Because we were talking about um, Thumb Wars came up because I said, somebody said they were a master at something, or I, I was a master at doing what I do, and I said, am I a master now? And then I realized that they had no idea what I was talking about. If they'd never <laughs> seen Thumb Wars, that was not very funny. And the guy laughed anyway. <laughs> but but he didn't know he what I was scared. talking about. Yeah. And, and I'm like, um, yeah, you guys wouldn't know what I was talking about unless you've seen Thumb Wars. Have you seen it? And the guy's like, no, I've heard of it. And so we started talking about crazy Star Wars thing. And I was like, well, unless you're a really big fan of Star Wars, then you wouldn't get the jokes as well. He's like, no, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I own like 700 books or something like that. <laughs> and um, I'm like, oh, well, if you're interested in that, then there's this neat podcast called The Jedi Council Speaks. It's more than a podcast. It's a blog as well. Oh. The blog was actually incredibly popular, and then uh, they moved into podcast. Oh, so he does he do the blog more than... Yes. Once a yeah, month. Yeah, not incredibly often, uh, but he does on a regular basis do that. And, and what is that? How do you get there? Uh, I don't know. Oh. I he emails me every time there's well, an update, and I go. Bob, through it. perhaps you should leave a message telling us how to get there. He he probably has done that before, actually. Oh, well, do it again, because I don't. I'm gonna try to get the. Uh, the RSS feed while we're talking here. Because, you know, I actually haven't been a listener of this podcast until I was actually on it. Right. Yeah. Right. Does that make me a little bit self-centered? I'm not, I'm not no. sure. It's well, just... <laughs> I think uh, along those lines, uh, listening to the, what I was talking about was listening to the, the blogging naked. Um, and uh, one of the things, one of the questions I was asked of the panel was, uh, at what point does... Uh, identity blogging, which is what I do. I'm an identity blogger, which is I blog about me. Um, at what point does identity blogging become narcissistic? 
And the answer was with the first word you put down on the site. <laughs> and I thought, that's actually, yes, that is, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> you you can self-centered? Reach, yes. You can reach the Jedi Council Speaks blog at jedicouncil.blog.com. Okay, did everybody get that? Jedi Council, that's J-E-D-I-C-O-U-N-C-I-L.blog.com. And... If, if you, you don't know how to spell Jedi, then maybe you shouldn't be going to okay. it. Well, just making sure everybody can hear me. Okay. And uh, if you want to get the feed directly, just go to jedicouncil.blog.com slash RSS. Okay. And uh, you can subscribe to that in your feed reader. So, I don't uh, have a feed reader. Well, you should work on that. Okay, maybe I will. I don't think this audience well, wanted to know that you didn't have one. Well, maybe I will. Maybe you should. Okay. I'll get one at work. There you go. Now that I have sound. I have what? sound at work now. You're going to listen to blogs? No, because I'm stupid. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was thinking of his podcast. I'm sorry. Uh, That was his blog, not his podcast. That was his blog. Yes, yes. yes. Um, Because the Jedi Council Speaks is on Podomatic with us. And all you have to do is go to the top 100. He's right there. Oh. Yep. Um, uh, Speaking of which, we were on the the top 50, but we have fallen to number 51, so... We're, we I was gotta on work Podomatic hard. this time. I did my job. Okay. Um, and uh, so anyway, I was talking about... Okay. okay. Stop being narcissistic, I yep. think is what you're talking about. Uh, and uh, I just found, I thought the, that the, um, the Blogging Naked forum was uh, uh, very interesting. They really talked about how personal is too personal and, and what you talk about on your blog. And uh, it's, uh, it's interesting just because I've been an identity blogger for... Uh, almost five years now and uh it's uh it's definitely a, a form of communications that has evolved over that time and has really changed and now there's a there's a whole culture around it and uh, all these people who listen to it and it's just it was very interesting i thought and well, uh, it's like me not wanting to talk about my job th- just now yes yeah yeah because i um, didn't want to yeah but you know what i um fell into a whole group of uh, these people um, blogging their uh, in vitro fertilization experiences, people who are having trouble having children, mm-hmm. and all this really personal stuff. It's really engaging. Yeah. And it, yeah, it, there's well, a lot of them. Uh, one of the, the big things they, they said on this panel is basically if if you're not personal, it's not relevant. Hmm. It's you, you have to be willing to open up and share, or it's just not, you know, what's the point? Right. So it's... But I thought it was very interesting. They had, a, and they, you know, they talked a lot about, um, you know, reaction from their families, and you know, uh, one of the things that you know, a lot of them, uh, and it, there's kind of like I feel like there's kind of two groups of identity bloggers: those who blog for um, strangers, and those that blog for friends. And it was interesting because you know I think it was about half and half. Some of the people were like, "Well, what if someone reads this that I don't know?" And other people are like, what are you talking about? What if someone reads mine that I do know? You know, the, the, what they wanted out of it was so completely different. One wanted a forum to speak to people, but didn't want someone talking to them on the street about it. And then others, you know, only wanted people that they knew. And were, uh, there was actually, uh, um, uh, of course, I don't know her name off the top of my head, but she's the owner of uh, Movable Type, uh, which is a blogging software. And uh, she was blogging until uh, a stranger sent her an email uh, in response to something that she had did, and it was too much for her, and she quit. 
Hmm. She couldn't handle the fact that people she didn't know were reading uh, the site. Were actually reading the site. I don't think she minded that they might pass by, but we're reading it enough to send her an email in response to something. Oh, and, it uh, freaked her out. It was, it was just too naked. much. Yeah, she did. She felt naked. And, and, and now she doesn't blog because of the company and feels that it would be a conflict of interest that people would look into the company's reactions and the blog too much. But, um, I but it was very interesting. I think you do both. Uh, Blogs stranger, for people you know yeah. and strangers. I, yeah, I feel that way. I definitely, okay. definitely the majority of our audience is people that, that I know. As far as I'm aware, however we get, I haven't checked the records in over a year. Last time I checked, we were getting over 75 hits a day of people reading uh, Sheep Guarding Llama, the blog. Um, and, and now the podcast is getting uh, 141 feed views. So I don't think there's 141 people I know out there uh, hitting that stuff. You know, I so. remember when you didn't want specific people to know about your yeah. blog, like your family and stuff. Yep. I remember a particular time that I mentioned it, yeah. <laughs> and you were like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my personal expression. I can't let everybody know. But, uh, yeah. You've kind of gotten a, over that. I have, yeah. Well, I now. cleaned it up. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be dirty. Well, it's all still on there. Nothing's oh, yeah, ever changed. Yeah, Anyone yeah, who's yeah. reading this has seen everything. I'm exposed. <laughs> I am blogging naked. Oh, baby. <laughs> he is, folks. This is, this is me. Vouch for it. Yep. This is as real as it gets. This is raw. This is what happens when people get real. Yeah, and actually, you know, this podcast is, is done uh, in a single take normally. There's very little editing. There's very little... There's no rehearsal, in case you couldn't tell. Um... <laughs> But uh, we did actually have to re- retake this show because uh, we only made it about one minute in and Dominica completely lost it because a spider was crawling up the wall. It was huge. I'm sorry. It was enormous. It was definitely the size of the end of my pinky. It was huge. <laughs> well, maybe its body was that big, but its legs were like the size no, no, of a half dollar. The whole thing was the end of my... It oh, was, that's it was baloney. not a big spider. He is full I, of crap. I have to say, I am arachnophobic, and it was not a large spider. I think that you are not able to see legs or something, because its legs, it was the size of a half dollar. Its body was little, but its legs were long. Maybe, maybe after I squished it. <laughs> he's lying. It I just want you all to know he's lying. not a large spider. He's absolutely lying. I think, I think that you see its shadow. No, I don't. I saw its legs. Uh-huh. See its shadow. That's, I think that's what it was. It was its legs. Yeah. I think it was its legs shadow. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Just because he tucked him under or something. When he was crawling around on that whiteboard, he was huge. Uh, I never saw him on the whiteboard. Oh, see? Well, there but, you go. But you see, I saw him so up close. Because I had to, I had no, to go kill him. you saw him on the carpet. And he's camouflaged in the carpet. I saw him long before legs. he was on the carpet. I was no, standing over there. No, you didn't. <laughs> and the light was bad. Uh-huh. How close did you get? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, so we talked about uh, uh, the blogger conference, and we talked about your job. We talked about Disney, and uh, and we mentioned the Jedi Council speaks. And uh, yes. what other topics do we want to hit today? Um. Well, I think that Jen is coming to visit us this weekend. Still, this awesome in like in, in a weekend. whole week. From yeah, now. in a whole yep. week. So maybe we can get her on as that another cool. guest. That would be cool. That would be very neat. Yep, I'm trying to get her to listen to our Disney yep. feeds, but it she's might having be, a little trouble. It might be a little bit much for her. Has she's never listened to a podcast before? Is she new I to the know. whole? I don't know. I think she might be new to it. Well, we, that's why she's going to listen to her people, Disney stuff. A lot of people get introduced to podcasting through SGL Media. We're a big, uh, 
We're big pod pushers. Scott is trying to change the world. I am. He's always been trying to do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have changed the world. Oh. I mean, look, TV's dead. Printed media is over. It's it's, it's a it's break. because of you. Yeah. That well. You heard it here first, folks. And I am not narcissistic. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Um. Yeah, it might be a little bit scary for her to be uh, on the show. Unless she's no. managed to listen to a bit of... But she'll giggle. Yeah. She will. Yep. Well, we laugh quite a bit. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, but she laughs when she's nervous. Ah, a yes. A lot. <laughs> well, see, now she's going to listen to this and be that much more nervous. And then she's going to start giggling and think you're about gonna it. You're going to be nervous, Jen. Yep. See, you're making it rougher. Um, yeah, we need to get more guests on here because obviously guests is where it is. We do. And we need to figure out some way to record in stereo. I think that's that's one of our next... Uh, Hmm. Next research projects, how we can, because right now we're, we're recording with a, a desktop microphone, which more or less works, but it's tough because uh, Dominica likes to lean over uh, out of range of the microphone and kind of come in at a, at a pretty heavy angle. This is not a comfortable chair. <laughs> we each need a microphone. I don't want to share anymore. <laughs> well, that's the whole point. Yes. I don't want to we were share. trying to figure that out tonight, but we couldn't figure out how to do it. Well, you get um, right on that. I, yeah. Well, I got some. I got own. some information from the Blogger Conference. They talked about some tools oh. that you could use for more elaborate recording, and uh, so I'm going to look into that. Cool. Okay. Has anybody else heard of an uh, what was it called in intro and outro? Is that a real thing? <laughs> Call in and tell me because I don't think it's a real thing. I think Scott is lying. And don't look it up on Google because I don't care what Google says. <laughs> I want not. real people's opinions. Have you heard of outro? Like outroduction? What's an outroduction? I've never heard of that. Okay. Uh, outro, according to the world's most popular encyclopedia, um, an outro or outro, spelled with one or two T's, is a section that serves as the ending of a piece, essentially the opposite of intro or introduction, in and out. Both terms may be considered jargon used by writers, visual designers, or musicians. The word is technically incorrect, as the proper term is extro, common in classic theater text. The classical music term would be coda, though outro indicates a similarity to the same song's intro. Okay, so if you had said coda... I would have understood. Uh-huh. But outro. Okay. And, or if you had spelled it with two T's, but when you said it, you only spelled it with one T. <laughs> I see. I should have, uh, I should have thought that. There's through. no tickles. <laughs> so this was, uh, this was everyone's English lesson for the day. Um, it's actually an incredibly common term that's so, But used. it was pretty much... Okay, first of all, you're the music geek. I'm not a music geek. And it says right there that it's a music geek thing. It's it's and definitely it's like just pretty a, much made up. When it says jargon, it means not a real word. It, it means made up. It said intro was the same jargon. It referred to both. Well, yes, because intro was like short for introduction. Yes. Yeah, but outro. There's no such thing as outroduction, which is what I was <laughs> trying to say. Intro comes from introduction. So if outro was the opposite of intro, it would come from outroduction, which is not a word. Okay. Do you want me to use extra instead? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that would be okay. Now we will really confuse people. Yes. All right. From now on, I think we're going to strive to have an extra on every SGL podcast. I could sing. That was not what I was thinking. But if you would like. What could I sing? I could sing. Well, well right now, it'll have to be something more uh, secular. But, but later on, we could do like holiday music. 
Oh, okay. I think... So uh, now I could do, and that's all for now. <laughs> well, that would be something you could do, yes. Okay. Okay. Um, that's all, folks. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of something more musical. Not, oh. not just... That's all, folks. That's all, folks. Wow. That, you can vote on these. That had a that had an air of NPR about it. <laughs> well, you know, I was, I was waiting. I was waiting just right after that. I, I could almost hear from Minnesota Public Radio. <laughs> well, you know, my sister's friends thought that she was listening to talk radio <laughs> when she was listening to our podcast at school. Yep. So. And as far as I'm aware, there's no AM station rebroadcasting us. But should any AM stations <laughs> want to rebroadcast us, you have our permission. Go ahead. Yes. Let us know, though, just this, because we want we would, to know. We would love to know, yeah. but all works uh, from SGL Media are licensed under the Creative Commons license, so people can feel free to use this again. That's scary. Yep. I better think more about what I say. Right. Because somebody might quote you. <laughs> or, or use a clip of this in a song. That would be cool. However, if you're going to do that, you probably want to get a hold of us and get a higher quality copy than the than the MP3, the compressed MP3. Oh. Yeah. And we'd be if happy to do that. If you want my singing to be in a song, then you should get a higher <laughs> <Your> quality. <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah. Because <laughs> that would help. Although, as they said on uh, at the Blogger forum, uh, they said so a lot of times it's the it's the rustic, the rugged recording quality of uh, shows like this that, that sometimes make podcasting what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't agree with that either. I thought definitely good recording quality is the way to go. I noticed that your voice breaks up a little bit when I listen to it. Oh, I really? I felt like, yeah. Oh. I felt like maybe it was, of course, the problem was that I had the volume so low that I couldn't hear the low range very well, oh, okay. so I think that might have been it. Mm. But I'm not sure. Yeah. Could have also been, I was like streaming it, I think, so it could have also been that. Oh, yes. Yeah, you were listening to it directly off yeah. of the Podomatic page. Yeah, that's a, it's a flash stream. Okay. So yeah, that's it can why. It, that can happen. Okay. Okay. Well, I think that's uh, that's probably today's show. Did you have anything that you wanted to add in? We've been kind of dragging this out unnecessarily. Oh, okay. No, I kind of want to go to bed. I have to go to work tomorrow. Okay. Sorry. Well, uh, as this is going to be, uh, uh, I want to move a little bit towards a new format, and uh, I, I'm going to commit to having an extra. And uh, that outro is um, going to be by Lynn Julian. Uh, it's a song called If Farts Were Made Out of Super Bowl Stuff, uh, which I thought was very special and I think everyone is going to enjoy. And uh, we originally had a, uh, intended to play a different uh, song here, but then uh, when I double-checked it, realized it wasn't appropriate and uh, decided to delete it. So uh, we're going with this one, which I, I think is going to be pretty awesome. And uh, I am obligated to say, but I'm happy to say, that some of the music provided tonight, uh, this will be referring to all the music provided tonight, uh, is from the Podshow Podsafe Music Network. Check it out at music.podshow.com. And uh, pretty soon they're going to be getting us some promos, and we're going to get those out to you uh, when we get it. But I'm uh, currently 
uh, enamored with uh, uh, the Podsafe Music Network because this is pretty cool that we get some pretty rockin' music that we're going to be able to bring to you. And so we're actually talking about uh, looking at taking the show up into stereo. We've been doing mono all for the first 20 shows, and uh, we're going to be looking at upping the quality a little bit so that you can get some better sound and uh, getting a little bit, uh, just a little bit extra for you because uh, we're, we're, we're pushing... Uh, podcasting here so uh this is for you uh lynn julian if farts were made out of super ball stuff farts are so fragile they're fashioned from gas why must we squeeze just to help them to pass? If farts are so strong, once they break in the air, they're a surefire way for a room to get cleared. But if farts were made out of Super Bowl stuff, they'd bounce right back when they fell from your butt. They'd keep their scent so the smell would be rough. If farts were made out of Super are so friendly they follow your tail although we can't see them they leave quite a trail farts are in color they're so hard to find yet they're so fun to light as they leave your behind but if farts were made out of super ball stuff they bounce right back when they fell from your butt Keep their scent so the smell would be rough If farts were made out of Super Bowl stuff Just imagine the free tiny toys they would be In my pocket I'd keep them to throw at your feet If farts were made out of Super Bowl stuff They'd bounce right back when they fell from your butt They'd keep their scent so the smell would be rough If farts were made out of Super Bowl stuff If farts were made out of Super Bowl stuff They'd bounce right back when they fell from your butt They'd keep their scent so the smell would be rough If farts were made out of Super Bowl stuff. If farts were made out of Super Bowl stuff, if only farts were made out of Super Bowl stuff. If farts were made out of Super Bowl stuff, if only farts were made. 